Please listen carefully. You know? Oh, as as always, we make scintillating content. What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. My name is Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And today we're going to talk, we're doing a review all about I May Destroy You, the HBO show created by Michaela Cole. Uh, Nat, why don't you tell us what it's about? So I May Destroy You is about Arabella, played by Michaela Cole, who if you remember from the show Chewing Gum, she's also the starring role in that. And in this show, she plays a Twitter star turned novelist who found fame with her debut book, Chronicles of a Fed Up Millennial, which feels very real. She's publicly celebrated as a millennial icon. And while struggling to meet a deadline for her second book, she takes a break from work to meet up with friends on a night out in London, which that scene completely stressed me out in the first episode. And the following morning, she struggles to remember what happened to her, but recalls that the events of the night recalls the events of the night with the help of her friends terry and kwame um and really what you get from the end of the episode is that she was raped during the night and she had been drugged so it's a very dark series but the way that michaela cole wrote the series was super unique and i feel like true to the experience i mean she also wrote all 12 episodes so it was all her yeah 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 all of her it just it felt very her and I was just like, I, I need more. I think one thing that's important to note about this show is that initially she was shopping it around to Netflix mm, and yeah. that deal fell through because she wanted complete creative control and to continue to own her show and basically just have Netflix stream it, which I think absolutely makes sense. Um, Netflix didn't want that. It didn't happen. So she ends up shopping it around and HBO picks it up. And I actually think this is a great thing for many, many, many different reasons. One, because it showed like, just because Netflix, like just because someone offers you a fuck ton of money doesn't mean it's the right thing for you. Like there are other things. And I think it was great to see that exists for her and that there was another opportunity. But more than that, this was not a show to drop all the season, the entire season at once. Yeah. It was definitely one of those ones where you had to take a break every episode. Yeah. And if it had been there all at once, like I would have tried, like I would have just like put it on and started Mm -hmm. not thinking anything of it. And I was really glad to have the week break in between each episode and sometimes took even longer than a week in between because the way the show tackles things is very, very realistic, Mm -hmm. but also just like absolutely heart wrenching in the same in the exact same sense. Yeah, and like a lot of it, like she doesn't just talk about Arabella's multiple, by the way, uh, sexual assault, but she also talks about other people that may have had like perhaps dubious consent and things that are like outright rape after there already was consent. So you can, you can rape somebody after they've already consented the first time, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like negated consent or whatever so she tackles those heavy topics and it's things that you need to like really sit with because like there was a moment where I believe I like texted you Christina and I was just like I didn't realize this was not consent like I was just like I just was like oh photograph one no it was actually the um the shit which one was it the photograph one is someone sending a photo of you yeah it's it was actually for me it was the the condom one slipping off the condom oh right i i literally i felt like i was also gaslighted by zane (laughs) 
I, I mean, was yeah. just like, oh yeah, like it dropped off. <laughs> that one really uh, killing too because there's even like a colloquial name for that, and I'm, I wish I could remember it now. But uh-huh. like, as if it's just like a common practice within sex, um, and it's it's like some bullshit name like they all have some ridiculous like turtling nonsense yeah and it's it it's one of those things where it's so common and you I mean like as a woman you definitely have those moments where you're like I've been talking to people before and they've explained this exact situation and they also have no concept to the fact that like this was not okay and you know you'll just hand wave experience like you'll see people or you'll do it yourself you'll just hand wave experiences in your life that are not okay because one, it's not told to you that, hey, this isn't okay. It's just told to you as something that you should expect and like the price of doing business basically. And you just need to be comfortable with it. But like what that guy did was fucked up. Yeah. And it's called stealthing, by the way. I just, I just, thank you. I knew it had some. I don't understand because in the end you have to pay, I mean, like you have to pay for the after plan B, but that's not the case for the States. So it's like, (laughs) In different countries, it's the the consequences can vary. I think, and I honestly think it's because, like, during the actual act, they're just, like, whatever at that point. Like, they're not thinking. And obviously, but, like, with, with stealthing, I feel like they don't care about how it affects the person. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's not a matter of, mm, like, yeah. the No, the person doesn't. Yeah. It's person just, like. care about you at all. Yeah. Like, if they did, obviously, they would never do this. Like, there would be. I don't know that part really really bothered me and I had to sit with it for a while but there was just like even like the way so there is uh, there's a whole scene with Arabella and her like high school not friend or whatever Theo and she meets with her and obviously there's like a whole history there's a whole episode that goes through the history of Theo which is a very interesting history when you get to like learn exactly how she was manipulated or sexually exploited but she isn't actually, I guess, technically a victim of sexual assault, but it was almost like it traumatized her enough that she, she'd been exploited by her sister or her mother. Her mom told her to say yes. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she hadn't actually been assaulted, but she had to lie about it. But that is technically sexual exploitation of a child. So like she was used for her mother's gain. And then she tried to use, like, I, I guess she was like traumatized enough that she tried to use it again for attention or to like I guess like the lie was enough that she needed to like reenact it essentially and so like I don't know like that whole scene like the whole thing really really bothered me but of course um she tries to use it against a black character and you're just like (laughs) like you're so uncomfortable because you're like even though it's not intentionally about race it suddenly does become about that so like your feelings about Theo are so mixed up because you're just like on the one hand, I feel really bad for you, but it's never as simple as that, right? Like, it's always so complicated and nuanced. Like, what does this actually mean for like, her? Would she have realized? I don't think she would have realized. I don't a think white she- person, what her implications of saying a black man had raped. Like, I don't think and, she would have realized, especially because exactly. she was, what, 18? Yeah. And, like, I think that is still part of her, yeah. like, privilege of yeah. being white. But it's also, like, she's so fucked up that you're just, like, I don't under... I, she doesn't understand the implications of what she's doing. And even... Like, even after the fact, when she, when the truth comes out, when she's a child, she doesn't still seem to understand the implications. She seems mad about it. But then, like, when you see her as an adult, it, it's she, also yeah. complicated because she, like, you can see that, like, she's just like, fuck. Well, now she realizes, no, because doesn't she bring in Arabella to her office because she knows they need. Yeah, like, I can this vegan. I'm gonna say icon or like, like social media person. It's, it's such a testament to how well this series is done. But there were many points where I thought, 
people were going to betray Arabella so bad, like, including Theo. Like, when she brought her in, I didn't trust her. Like, once I knew the story and how Terry reacted to Theo, I was just like, I don't know. I don't trust her. I think something's going to go down. But that didn't happen. Like, it was fine. Like, it was more like she had realized, like, how she was wrong and, like, how she'd been exploited and how that really played out her trauma. So, like, it was really interesting with that aspect, too. I think that was something the show did really well. I mean, one, in terms of, like, putting you in Arabella's shoes for things that you can relate to 1,000%. It's, like, being a woman and everything that she goes through that is similar. But also the things that are unique to her or that you wouldn't necessarily experience or for her in that situation. Like, mm-hmm. I think you just genuinely always feel in Arabella's shoes in terms of, like, yeah, you don't trust anyone around her because why would you? Yeah. Like, the show starts off with her being betrayed to a certain extent in one of like the worst ways possible in that sexual assault so it's like you have that feeling always but I always think that the nuances that every scene carries particularly with regards to consent are always so interesting yeah because so that scene happens and then you have Arabella and uh Terry right yeah yeah I want to say Tracy for some reason uh Arabella and uh Terry like being knowing what's happening and kind of like at first believing her but then realizing like oh no like she's a white woman saying that a black man did this to her and going through all that but every scene is done with such nuance and such care and one thing that I thought was really interesting about that scene is I had just read um thick by uh Tracy Tracy I think this is why I was so confused (laughs) Tracy uh Cotton and she has an um she has a short story or an essay style in her book thick as well that is about like as a black woman when something when like a black man does something portray you you don't go to the police you you can't tell people about what happened because you think of the implications for your broader community and even though a personal attack has happened to you you are so involved in the community and so aware of what those kinds of true allegations can do that you'll keep that to yourself. And then I think when you put that against a scene like this, where there is something to be said for Theo's past influencing her decision, there is something to be said about the fact that she really was not enthusiastically giving consent in that scene um, with that kid either. Like there yeah. are absolutely some shady things happening in that. He 100, like the implication is like that picture would have ended up everywhere for sure. Like yeah. you know something like that would have happened. But at the same time, you see a person that doesn't have that broader community concern. There is no thought as a white person, as a white woman, there's no thought in her head of what that allegation will do. Not just to the kid she's talking about, but to literally every black kid at her school. Yeah. And it was, I think it was a really, just the nuances of every single scene is Mm -hmm. in I May Destroy You. Like, in addition to the fact that, yes, talking about very important things, it is so well crafted to have every scene have, like, 12 to 15 different things happening in it in any given moment. And I think, like, the, the, the most important, so talking about, like, Theo and her group, speaking of that, there is that one scene that is 
I, to me, was the best scene in the whole series. And it's just like, it's when Arabella, it's almost like she's kind of formulating in her head. She's hearing all these women's stories about what they call their, their they call all their assaulters Bob, because they don't want to name names in case somebody in the, in the group knows that person. But like, she talks about Bob and what Bob knows and what they know about Bob and how they observe Bob skirting the line. And that fucking scene, I, we're going to insert it right here, by the way, because I will <laughs> cut it out and put it in. He thinks this is all a little uncalled for and this personal space thing is all going a bit too far and he's very confident in his view because he's gone exploring to see for himself what boundaries and violations these women might be banging on about because bob's thorough and on these explorations bob found the line that separated him from everything else rather than crossing it he tiptoed on it and he experienced this feeling being on the boundary, on the border, right on the line of being neither in one place or another and saw how in this gray area where nothing was quite clear, no one could be clear. We can't articulate, we fuddle our words, we couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was he did that we felt was so wrong. So yeah, Bob thinks you're crazy. Yeah, he thinks he's the smartest man in the room who knows all things because Bob has observed the detail. We have to start observing Bob. Telling him. We do see the detail. We see you, Bob. And if we see you, it means we are right there with you, tiptoeing in line right behind you. And in that place, where rules, clarity, law, and separation cease to exist, we will show you exactly what we mean by violation. Yeah, we know that you know that we know. <laughs> and it's just, ah, uh, it was so well done. I think one thing, uh, there was something interesting I read on Twitter recently that wasn't specifically about the show, but that was the idea of about a lot of books right now um and for another reason a lot of romance books suffer mm -hmm. from like millennial main character disease where all of the side characters don't really feel fleshed out like their existence truly feels entirely related to that sort of main character and you're seeing that in more and more books that are coming out right now and like why is it that you know a book like i think something like normal people even can have a huge cast of side characters and yet they don't quite feel real. Yeah. And I think this is something where this show does not have that at all. I think that I May Destroy You created every single side character feels like the main character of their own story. Yeah. The, from the writing of them to the acting of them to the way that they're put into scenes, like they are absolutely not there just for Arabella's journey. They mm -hmm. clearly have their own to go through with regards to consent and things that have happened in their own life, but also they just have their own lives and you see that. And I think that really helped a show that already is going to feel pretty realistic because of how many of these things everyday women just like deal with constantly. It helped really like, this felt sometimes like literally just putting a camera and watching somebody go through things because it was just so well done in terms of how she reacts to things and like being able to understand every single choice she makes, but also every single choice made by the people around her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, there's like two, two big things I want to talk about. One, yeah. but her roommate. <laughs> I loved him. 
I did Kevin? not trust him again. Did not trust him from the beginning. I assumed that yeah. he was the rapist. I don't know oh. why. But then at the end, when he's just so consistently the same and like that thing that she can rely on, I was just like, that's beautiful. Like, I was waiting for them to. And then oh. the other big thing is we got to talk about the end, ego death. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go, I have to, we have to talk about other thing. Okay. Well, yeah. what, before, we get before, we get to, before we get to the final episode, my favorite episode was the one where, so it's like, if anything was switched, like Arabella flies to Italy to see, uh, oh. what's his name? The dick. Italian guy. The Italian mobster and like breaks into his house. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kwame sleeps with a woman. And like on those scenes, like if, if those were switched gender wise, like a man showing up to your place, breaking into your house or like a man pretending to be whatever. Sorry, a woman. What do I want to say? I'm got confused. <laughs> what is this? What is it called? Anyways, the gender flipped one. So if anything was different, you'd be like, you kind of feel for Arabella that she goes, she goes to see her boyfriend. He like essentially kicks her out. But like if it was switched and it was a woman and a man coming over, you would be like, oh my god, it's fine. Like you should be saying, get the fuck away from me, and like putting a gun trying to shoot a gun at her do you know what i'm talking about yeah like it would definitely be terrifying if oh. a man just showed up inside your apartment yeah that like... guy yeah that guy was a dick but he was not wrong to not let her in yeah like he yeah. was a dick for and that again that wasn't something really good about the show people were assholes but they weren't always 1000 percent incorrect the woman that kwame sleeps with as well she is a horrible woman but she's so she... many ways yeah but she and she has only one thing that is correct and even mm -hmm. then you can i actually think that this is also really nuanced of like maybe she's allowed to kind of be upset that she didn't know he is fully gay but at the same time like why do you need to disclose your like sexual history when you sleep with someone if it's not something that's going to put them at risk like th that i think was more of a nuanced one that probably could have been considered i think the apology yeah. he gives her is very accurate and that the apology is like what i really should have told you was that i wasn't looking for a relationship i mm -hmm. wanted to experiment i want to try something i think that's the like more accurate thing i think his apology was more correct than she was in what she was saying she i was mad totally about. agree yeah. but she is so horrible yeah. otherwise that you're like first of all before you slept with him you spent five minutes being like oh i love black men yeah you you were like again like i don't think he had enthusiastic consent at the beginning of that like he did not strike me as someone that was very into that encounter as it was starting and she really also does just kind of plow through but then everything she says is so racist. And when she tries to vindicate her anger at him because of this one thing, when it's like, my least favorite slash favorite line was, uh, well, if you hadn't come into my house under false pretenses, you never would have heard anything that offended you. And it's like, that's not the point. Just yes. don't say offensive <laughs> things. What the fuck? And just like the fact that she's like, oh, I won't say the N word, but I will say the F word. And I was like, what is, excuse <sighs> me? <laughs> like it was just like everything about it i was like uh and like so when he's offended and he like says so it's just like yeah well they try to set her up as someone who's cool and like hip with the time she's like oh yeah i carry a hat in my bag with my oh, yeah. hair day and then you're just like no actually you're a piece of shit and <laughs> whatever your name is i can't remember again yeah, it doesn't matter name. Yeah. it doesn't matter and I, but yeah i think that was the same thing with the italian guy like about, uh, so many things about him are shady and thing i think terry has a, a great line about him where she was like remember how in the same night he sold you drugs and also told you wow you have like a massive drug problem 
Yeah. Like, remember when he said that to you? Like, maybe if he was a good person, he wouldn't sell drugs to someone with a massive drug problem. Just like FYI. Um, so I think all of that was really great. Ugh, love but, Terry. Yeah. Then- at the end, when somebody flies across the country without letting you know after you've kind of clearly been like we're done here even if Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that you're done is for something like kind of shitty on your part for this being a final straw for you but all of that yeah he's absolutely within the right to not let her into the house because she sneaks in crazily and and just like yeah no 100% he's right to not let her in because she was wild and she wouldn't have left she wouldn't have left if she'd been left in that apartment she was clearly at the same time, she also clearly needs some help that she wasn't necessarily getting, but, like, yes. But I think yeah. she needed to be threatened at the scale that she was for her to be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe I need to rethink everything. But then, as you were saying, Terry's trying to tell her how awful it is, but Terry's also kind of a bad friend. Because isn't Terry the reason why... I mean, like, it's complicated. Again, it it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, you feel terrible because, like... But you know she feels guilty. So Terry... She, yeah, like, she clearly feels guy guilty. who calls her? Ooh, Simon. Simon calls her being like, should I... Should you... Can you come pick up your friend? And he's like, no. She Terry says, no, you can leave her there. Is that right? Is that what happens? I can't... Yeah, she was like, she does this all the time. Yeah, she yes. said she's done and it before. Partially, I understand, especially if she's had to do this before. Like, I get it. Like, especially if you've been in the position oh, yeah. where, like, you've had to take care of a friend that's not exactly the most responsible. She's <laughs> but, wild. Like, and I get that from her. Yeah, like, she is wild. Um, And I get that from her perspective. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't know. There's, like, there's so many little factors that I'm, but, like, like the little like, things that you've done. Her. Like, the little like, things Terry's done, it, I would say, outweigh... Yeah, and, like, the way that Arabella forgives her, I think, is the same way I feel about how, like, how things went. Like, I felt like that was, that was enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I would say, it's also a situation, like, at the end of the day, the only person that's actually at fault is the person who raped Arabella. Exactly. It shouldn't be... Like, even if you're best friends, even if you know your friend as well, it shouldn't always be her responsibility to come collect someone that clearly, and, like, there are times where it's shown that, like, Arabella is wild. There is a drug <laughs> problem there. There is too much. And, like, at a certain point, it's fair for Terry to put boundaries on, like, I cannot always come collect you at the end of the night. Like, you have to take care of yourself you have to be aware of yourself so I don't think that anything in that I think Terry does other things that makes her a bad friend I think the the stage fright um at the reading for the Mm. the book I think that was one of the things where I was like Mm. you know your friend is not in a good position this is supposed to be your job she did this like she picked you for you I understand that she felt afraid but like geez like that to me was a cop-out of like you needed to do more not just for yourself, like, you need to overcome what you were going through for your friend if you couldn't do it for yourself. Yeah. But in that moment at the beginning, I don't blame Terry, but I understand that, like, if I was Terry, I would 1000% have nothing but guilt, even if I don't think she necessarily made the wrong decision for her. But then yeah. everything she's do- she does to help Arabella is done out of guilt, and, like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. Friendships are complicated. Yeah, and I don't think it's in 100% out of guilt. I do think some of it is Mm -hmm. that I think buying her the ticket to Italy is done out of guilt. I think that, like, I think some of the more extreme ones where she knows that this is a really bad decision for Arabella to make, I think those are the ones done more out of guilt. But I think there are some things where it's like, I, she still knows her friend is going through something. Yeah. I think what's interesting is some of the ways that she tries to talk herself out of feeling guilty 
are really interesting. I think she has this line one time that where she's like, well, except for Arabella, black women don't get raped. Or like she has some kind of insane she line like that. that. There was the yeah. line that she said, she's like, excuse me. <laughs> but it then she comes wild. to terms with her own possible dubious consent issue. Yeah. And I was just like, girl. No, but that's what I thought that scene was so interesting about because I think because the scene where she goes through her own dubious consent where she has that threesome where you can tell she kind of thinks something is wrong like i think you can also see the entire way how yeah her belief is also a defense mechanism for herself because if what terry says about black women outside of arabella not being raped is true then that then that didn't happen to her Mm -hmm. then that then what she thinks might have happened in that scene didn't she had an enthusiastic threesome it's a thing that she's proud of and she can be happy with it even though in the back of her mind she knows something was wrong and when there she finally is willing to explain it to somebody who's actively listening to her and isn't from this very like wild background of just being like you had a threesome that's great like somebody who's like listening to the ins and outs and who kind of notices like yeah oh, maybe something here is wrong you see the way the wheels turn and, and that how that person explicitly states to her like you know that's probably what they did right and like that's super wrong like I also really love that moment for yeah. Terry yeah and like I definitely think um in in ways like where Terry was potentially a bad friend, there are ways where Arabella is also potentially a bad yeah, friend. Absolutely. And I get because she's dealing with a lot of shit, clearly, but like there are moments where Terry does step up, especially for Kwame. Like the way she steps up for him after she finds out yeah. about his rape is like I was just like, Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> yeah. And like in, in those ways she was really good and strong as like cause she's like, Oh, I know how to handle this part. And I think that's what was just so great about the show. Again, overall, no one is perfect. But mm-hmm. nor sometimes when you say that about a show, like you can mean it that like people's motivations are interesting, blah, blah. But I think it is very rare to mean it in such a way that, again, no, these people just felt like real people that you knew. Yeah. And so it was very easy to understand how like they're not the best friends always, but they're also not bad people. And also bad things happen to them. And bad things happening to you doesn't negate you being a good or bad person. Like everything about those things just felt so real and so well done. And everyone feels like a completely fleshed out person that you could spend literally hours talking about how they got to where they got to and why they made the choices that they made. And you'd never be 100% correct or have it nailed down because you wouldn't for a real life person. Because sometimes things happen. Like, it's just so good. So talking about the last episode, (laughs) let's get talk to that one. That episode is, because with like watching it at first, you don't realize what's going on. So it just seems like- On purpose. Yes, yes, 1000%. But that episode makes it seem like the show has taken a real left turn in terms of what it's going to do. And then it brings you into, no, but here's what it's actually doing. And you're like, like, oh, shit. There's three main endings. Or actually, there's three endings. And then, like, there's a real ending. What what I think is a real ending. Like, if we we quickly summarize them, the first ending is... So after it's Arabelle trying to figure out the end of her book is what I interpreted. Yeah, yeah, clearly. But like it's just like so like what's interesting is that she decides to go back to the um the like the bar where she was raped at, and so so she's trying to find her rapist. And of course, like every single ending is 
her realizing who it is, she drags her friend, friend Terry into the bathroom, and in all three situations, they decide to do something about it. The first one, they murder should they him. call the hell? Yeah, they, they mur- essentially <laughs> murder him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sort, sort of by accident. But like, it's it, it, she calls Theo, they inject him with like the same thing that she was he was going to drug her with in the oh, end. Oh, I loved it. Girl, girl revenge. Yeah, the girl yeah. revenge story. My trio and party. And what's so interesting about this one is this is what you think the ending should be almost like that like it's like a like it's cathartic to see like the that satisfying violence. ending yeah like the violence against violence and that's what you would expect almost it was a very like it felt like you know in sweet vicious <laughs> it felt like that like it was which a, one in sweet vicious almost all of them i can't remember that show <laughs> but especially <laughs> the first episode where like oh like, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, like yeah, it yeah. feels like one of those things where like you meet violence with violence and that's how you solve it and then of course like it, when you see his blood like she drags his body under under the bed Her that bed. she doesn't like to look under <laughs> his blood seeps out as she continues to write her story on her note cards on the wall second one you go back. She's back in the back, back in the bar again, <laughs> and this time after talking to Kevin, asking Kevin if he wants to come, he says no. <laughs> isn't it Ben? Isn't I don't know. It's Ben. I call him Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, Ben, whatever. Same Ben. <laughs> she drags Terry into the bathroom. This time she doesn't have a plan, but Terry's like, "I got a plan." <laughs> and that that's the one where Arabella like encounters him in the bathroom when he attempts to rape her again but this time she's not drugged because she takes like too much cocaine right yeah she takes cocaine to counteract the sedative which like I don't think that actually works so like she's insane at this point she's like I know what you did (laughs) and then instead of where Terry's supposed to call the cops on him and it's supposed to be like this like justice laden ending that you expect like oh he's gonna be arrested this is gonna be that satisfying ending you want no, she takes him back to her apartment and they talk through his own traumas and how he was like sexually assaulted through life. And it's basically her making that connection that how he deals with his violent trauma is enacting violent trauma on others. And it's that like, you're, you're annoyed about it because at this point you're like, oh, I see like, she's like trying to create an ending, but you're like, this cannot be the ending. Like this cannot be it. Like you're, you're just sitting there. You're like, I cannot do this. Well, like, that's also the one where in that scene because she does then have sex with him and that she fucks him and that's the third one yeah, okay third sorry one. sorry sorry so the third yeah and then the third ending is of course the most like it gives her the most power where she fucks him but like it's all consensual at that point and doesn't then, she call like, the police that's the second that's, one that's the second one. Oh lord sorry yeah <laughs> and the third one is where she fucks him and then he's like you can tell me when to leave and then she tells him to leave and all three versions of him go yeah. from under the bed and they leave and it was just it was so well done oh and of one course. thing that's really interesting in that by the way too so then that first one in the like sort of girl revenge fantasy um i was reading up on some things and some comments afterwards she's her the version of arabella that was there that first night in that first costume is in the background oh, and yeah. so the idea of that scene is that she's also protecting a version of herself from this ever happening to her in the first place it's like mentally she's going it's not like this is also a revenge fantasy where like she's killing him because this happened she's also going back to the night where she was raped the first time and stopping it from happening Mm -hmm. by killing him as well so it was that was also Mm -hmm. a very interesting detail of like she's taking back her power while also trying to protect herself from the situation that needed her to take back her power super surreal very well done 
Yeah, and like, and it's definitely done on purpose. Like, Michaela holds this so well. We're like, you're you think you're about to see a real ending, and when it takes that left turn the first time, you're just like, what the hell is that? Like, I actually, I was just sitting there in shock, and then I was like, oh, oh, okay. But she's so you. But she's so wild. You would you would be like, oh yeah, exactly. That's just like she's wild enough that you she might do it. Even in the craziest of endings, everyone still feels like them. Yeah, 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 essentially. And then, like, and I then only the clued actual... in when the blood started going. Oh, yeah, sleeping. yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's yeah, just I'm like, like oh, yeah, okay, I gotta see what you're doing. <laughs> and, like, and like with each one of those iterations that she does, the fact that Ben is there, he asks the same questions. He's like, yeah, I'll be here. And, like, in the actual final one, where she's like, yeah, I'll just stay home, I was just so like, happy. I know, like, my heart, I was just like, oh. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is it. This is, this is her growing. It's not like she's growing past her trauma because dealing with trauma isn't that simple. But it's like, again, the name of the episode, Ego Death. Like, like it's just like, like her, it, her writing her book at the end and it getting published. It's her like working through. Yeah. Uh, and like, that's not, not just getting published. She published it herself. Yeah. Self-published. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Self-published. <laughs> she's got the symbol that she did with the, with but the therapist at the beginning on the cover of the book. I mean, she self-published it just like she self-published this TV show. Exactly. exactly. I love that. Yeah. I was just like, similar, it's all parallel. And then, of course, the, the show ends with her opening her mouth to tell her story. And I was just like, done. Dun, dun, dun. The, the moment where you realize that, like, she's making the active choice to not go back. Like, she's making the active, like, that move scene on. of, yeah, that scene of I'll stay in tonight is a million things in one sentence. Yeah. It's, I'm not gonna go back there because I don't need to do that to myself again. It's, I'm gonna make the choice to move past this. It's, I don't need this part of my life. It's hurt. Like, that one sentence says so much. And then also, low-key, Ben had a friend that night. I know. That was because so it was in addition to, like, everyone feeling very fully involved ben feels like a very nothing character for a long time again at most you're just waiting for the moment where the shoe's gonna drop and he's gonna be like a terrible person or something Mm -hmm. but the entire time he just like pays the rent like ben (laughs) does nothing and then you sort of realize that like ben also like even the fact that she did not need to talk about this at all it was not necessarily unnecessary, but it wasn't part of the story she was telling. She didn't need to do that. But the fact that she even gives Ben a story of understanding, like, how isolating it is to be someone right now, that, like, mm-hmm. Ben is likely dealing with, like, some His kind of stuff. depression yeah. and even yeah. agoraphobia to a certain extent. Like, he's just a fully realized character. And so you genuinely are also happy that he's going to hang out with someone in that moment. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, this is it. That's good. You two hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I the also best think of friends. One of the benefits of like the three endings that she created, I feel like it was part of her working through her trauma. Like people yeah. create stories to work through trauma for sure. And that's definitely what happens. Like this is something that like if a traumatic thing's happened, you'd imagine how you would react to it. And I thought that was like a fascinating nuance as well that she used. Which makes sense because that's why she wrote the show. Yeah, exactly. So this happened to her right off the cusp of chewing gum. And so she, she does, she did literally exactly what Arabella does. And the extent to which, like, she does this so well is astonishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the level to which she told her story with such quality, with such intricacy, is absolutely fascinating to the point where, like, it also manages to feel not just about her. Like, mm-hmm. she tells her story, and yet it feels like it's about a million women because 
this is so common and it's happened to so many people. And even though every single one of them is going to react differently, it, it's just, I think it also is really important because I think we've definitely talked about this before. She chooses to tell her story and not just tell her story alone. She made the conscious decision to tell the story for many, many people where a lot of other people wouldn't. Yeah. A white man or even a white woman making a biopic about their own tragedy is not going to be so incredibly focused on all the different other kinds of tragedies that other people have gone through. Mm-hmm. And that I think is a very important thing to note that like Michaela Cole does as a black woman that like she took this story upon herself to tell not just her story, but like a bunch of other people's yeah. and to tell them all very respectfully, I think. Yeah. And it kind of shows like, um, like a, a an intense empathy for like not just herself because like you do have to have a lot of empathy for yourself when you're telling that kind of story because she even does it in the show where she shows that how Arabella minimizes her own trauma by being like but there's other things going on in the world but the fact yeah. that she Michaela Cole told this story the way she did did meant that she felt the empathy for herself and for others that have experienced the same thing like her which was an incredible thing to do it's just a show that like hits you right in the gut it really does i we spoiled a lot but at the same time i feel like i don't know that having a spoiler for the show is also necessarily a bad thing it ruins the impact of the last episode a little bit for sure but i also feel like it might be helpful to go into this with a little bit of knowledge of what you're walking into because damn like Like, they're short punchy episodes they're like 20 minutes each they're not very long but they will hit you where it hurts well it's like you think stuff's bad but then it gets worse and you're like okay i see where this is going (laughs) yeah i didn't expect that (laughs) and it's i mean we could do a whole episode on each character well all the villains have have hoop earrings i just want to that's what i know (laughs) all the villains have true it's true (laughs) don't think i'm lying uh i also read online that there's one part where she's sitting in the bed in her like purple onesie there's like a version of her like looming over herself oh that's the halloween episode that's a good uh, one <laughs> but like you don't even notice it it's like a like there it's for two a, seconds yeah it's there for two seconds i rewatched it because it terrified me the first time i was like what is that and then i was like oh it's just her i wasn't paying close attention oh yeah you were like oh it's just her <laughs> nbd i yeah i yeah i feel like we can talk about so much with this episode but it's one of those things that like if you've watched it great then you know everything we're talking about i can't i haven't seen anything negative written about this show from mm-hmm. anyone respectable because there's nothing to say it, it was just very well done yeah like i think if i had one complaint about the show there's nothing i would change the one thing that really bothered me and i maybe want a little bit more elaborated was when she finds out zane is della like the oh guy yeah, that, yeah 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 the guy that oh um yeah, yeah. stealthed her basically and then she just kind of lets him back into her bedroom to help her write her book i was like no 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 <laughs> there was no way she would let that man back in her room So what I thought was really interesting with that one is the way it sort of highlights like what men take away from you in the choices that they make. Because he even says like, I was supposed to help you with your book. Like that's what we were supposed to be doing. And if he had never done that horrible thing, he would have helped her with her book, even if they had slept together. So she would have gotten all of that knowledge so much earlier Mm-hmm. if he hadn't made that choice he made so i i think while i agree i think there's a lot to unpack with the idea of um him being della the fact that they gave him that name like there's a million things to take away from that for sure but i do think for me what i got from that scene and i it definitely opened up to her interpretation 1000 percent, was that this was a moment of like 
this is what our relationship could have been if you weren't the way that you were. Like, this is what we, we needed. This is what was here for. You have access to things I don't have access to. He had access to an education that put things that Arabella does instinctually written in words to understand the what she's actually doing to help her organize her thoughts and understand the choices that she's making and she could have had access to that the entire time like that's what his role was supposed to be he's the one that made the decision to not be there to help her to do something horrible and betray her instead and i can kind of understand like yes I think the kind of person that Arabella is through many times, you kind of see how she makes the choice to let him back in her life. Like even how after she's immediately stealth and she feels really gross about it, she continues on with the relationship with him. Like I do kind of see how she's that kind of person. I, for me, thought that was a moment of like acknowledging what he was meant to be in her life for and what he was supposed to do before he made that choice. When was that book released? Like before she told said to everyone? No, no, no. It was after. That's why they had to change his name. Okay. And that's well, why Susie Henney would refuse, was like, no, you don't need to meet Della. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. Also, Susie Henney completely disappointed me. I was so mad. Yeah. She's running a business, okay? Well, it's true. Well, I mean, I'm kind of seeing it as him, like what he's done, everyone knows about it and he still gets to publish a book is like kind of giving her the punch to be like, okay, you know what? You're going to fucking help me write my own book. Yeah. Yeah. I need the help. I think that's too. fucked me up. Yeah, he does. He, all the negative things he's supposed to have dealt with, they'll be gone. He still got Mm -hmm. to publish a book. He's still making money off of them. The fact is- Mm -hmm you know, not even five years, maybe what, one, two years from now, he comes out as Della and everybody's like, wow, this is how we know that book was good because when we didn't know it was you, we thought it was amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't even think it's the fact that he's helping her in the end that bothers me. It's that she lets him back into her like more intimate spaces slash her room. I think that's what bothered me more because that was a choice. Like they could have chosen anywhere. And I'm wondering if like maybe Michaela Cole did that on purpose I don't know. I mean, definitely. I think she did. I mean, trying to go back to the place where he did what he did to her and she's like, no, you're going to help me now instead of hurt me. Yeah. In that sense, she's like reclaiming, she's like reclaiming yeah. another form of power. Mm-hmm. And that like, space. Yeah. I'll let you back in this room, but it's on my terms and it's to help me out, not to benefit you in any way. But again, maybe it was not like, these are assumptions, but based on the way that she wrote things, for sure, I could see that. Just, it's such a good show. It's a 10 out of 10, 1000%. Yeah. It's like a necessary watch for sure for anyone yeah. um, because there is something in this show that you have not considered before. There is for a sure. viewpoint that you have not seen. There is something in this show that will be new to you that is important for you to see. And I think that alone makes it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah I think you have to watch it more than once. There's so many yeah. things. I watched on. every single episode twice. It's a perfect season for me, 30 minute episode. Her being a comedy writer helps a lot because those episodes are tight. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was I May Destroy You. We highly recommend it. We think you should check it out if you haven't already. If you have and you have any thoughts on what we talked about here today, please reach out to us on our Twitter and Instagram at EatsCast. You can also find us on Pinterest, at everyone and their sister pod uh just like social media at the show always be plug in we're looking for that toxic validation thank you very much uh and thank you guys for listening we hope you stick around for more episodes bye bye Bye. (laughs) 
there's holes in this shirt right by my boob and I don't think you want to see my nipple today so uh you know what who's to say you don't know what kind of day I'm having